0: Either your first or your last. Exactly two minutes remain in this
1: football game. Dallas leads Green Bay 17 14. Star on third down. Third and goal. Quarterback for 14 seconds left. And the Green Bay Packers are going to be world champions, NFL champions for the third straight year. Star lays it up for Freeman, and it's
0: did he make the in? The catch at the 15? Yes. What are they going to roll it? He caught it? Touchdown. He did what? Rodgers in trouble. It's going to get there. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in it? In the end zone. And he's caught for the win. Richard Rodgers with a walk-off touchdown. The final snap of Super Bowl 45. The Green Bay Packers have won the Super Bowl. The Lombardi Trophy is coming home.
1: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talk Out of the Tundra, your Green Bay Packers podcast that is a proud partner of the Eurostep Podcast Network and the Blue Wire family. As always, I am your host, Numak. This week, joining you all by myself, is little
0: all by
1: myself, as it is Christmas Eve, and I figured since Jordan helped out on Thanksgiving and when I was under the weather this year, um, having to do two solo pods, I'd let him uh, kind of take a little time for him and him, his family, and I would record the solo pod this week for the Packers. 33-30 to win over the Carolina Panthers, um, a game that was much, much closer than it should have been. Um, this is my first ever solo pod, so if you'll bear with me as we go through this journey together for the next, we'll say, half hour to 45 minutes, I think it's going to be a good time, frankly. But um, I guess let's get right into it to go chronologically, as that's the, the best way I think this will go, just like I said, all by myself. So uh, Packers kick it off to the Carolina Panthers, who have their first drive in The game, and it was really their worst drive of the game, frankly. They go almost three and out, thanks to a Lucas Van Ness roughing the punter on uh, Johnny Hecker that extended the drive for another set of downs. But then they go uh, first and ten, second and ten, third and nine, and a punt from there. So um, the biggest play on that drive was a big sack from Preston Smith that turned a first and ten, or I'm uh, sorry, a second and one on the, the first set of downs into a third and eight. So Preston Smith already getting through the porous line early on in the game that we had, that Jordan, Andrew, and I talked about in the pregame, or the preview pod, that this Carolina offensive line wasn't the best and I think allowed the most sacks um, in the NFL through through uh, 16 or 15 games. But they kept uh, Bryce Young upright pretty much most of the game. Two sacks, that one in the first quarter, and I think they had one later in the third quarter at a critical point. But two sacks for this line is uh is not too bad given the, the pressure that the Green Bay defense has been able, or the Green Bay front four and front five has been able to develop all year, lo- all year long between Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, uh, Kenny Clark, Devontae Wyatt, who had a tough day, and TJ Slayton, along with the other guys that are just filling in here and there, JJ Navari, um Isaiah McDuffie once in a while, and just the other, other blitzing schemes that Joe Barry has cooked up. But Joe Barry uh, on the, the naughty list this year, but we'll get into him a little bit later as we get into reasons to 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 knock Joe Barry. But like I had said, um, pretty much two sets of downs and out for the Carolina Panthers. And so they punted away to the Packers who have what again I think is just the opposite of the Carolina Panthers and had their best drive of the day on their opening drive from the own, from their own 20. Aaron Jones, just an outstanding, an outstanding day in general. He got a lot of his yards on the day on this first drive. He goes 21, carries 127 yards, and adds one catch for eight yards. But uh, he starts the game a, a run of 10 yards, a run of 13 yards, thanks to a big block from Josiah DeGuard that sealed off Brian Burns coming off the edge. He'll have another play later that'll be, I think, more impactful than that one, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> might have been his best play as a, as a Packer all season long. And then... Uh, that one catch came on this drive as a pass to Aaron Jones in the flat. Goes for 7 yards as he tiptoes the sideline. But then 10 more yards um, from Aaron Jones and then a play-action fake to uh, Aaron Jones and then a pass to Tucker Craft for almost 20 yards. And I think that's why this this drive looked so good and why the offense looked so good in the first half, frankly, is that this this offense relies so much on the run to set up its pass, which is, you know, I have said it last week too, such a... Um, I guess, easy thing to say about West Coast offenses and just the Packers offense, even going back the last, I don't know, 15 years. And so, but it really it really does matter when you have guys like Aaron Jones who are difference makers in the running game. And I think having him back and A.J. Dillon back in the same game was was quite critical for them to have success this week because outside of that, there wasn't really a whole lot of offense to be had in the second quarter, as well as when they weren't mixing in Aaron Jones into the offense. So uh Aaron Jones leads them all the way down the field. They go uh first and goal after uh, like I guess another big run from Aaron Jones. First and goal from the eight and Romeo Dobbs. There's a DPI in the end zone. Packers' favorite play, Packers best play, some might say. Um pretty legitimate DPI, though not even a bad throw from um, Jordan Love. Romeo Dobbs just gets hooked. And so then first and goal from the one, A.J. Dillon up the middle, four touchdown. Easy. Uh, easy drive, 7-0 Packers, and I think that might have been the most efficient they looked all game. The rest of the game it was kind of a, I'm not going to say a grind, but there was a little bit of inconsistency, a little bit of questionable play calling throughout um, the rest of the game, particularly in the second half. So, ensuing drive from the Carolina Panthers uh, doesn't do a do a whole lot. I think in the I think in the first half, the D line did a really good job against the run. Um, Miles Sanders on the first and ten, stuff at the line of scrimmage. Devontae White, as you mentioned, gets a neutral zone infraction, so that kind of negates that stop, making it second and five. But then, ah, uh, just great anticipation on the next first and ten after Tommy Tremble gets wide open as as A. McDuffie was in coverage. Um, but a trick play was broken up by Kenny Clark. Just really good leadership to snuff out the trick play and the, the double pass to, to Bryce Young. I think he ends up throwing it away. But he had he had Bryce Young for a sack if he doesn't throw it away. So all in all, a good play. Second and 10, Sanders, Miles Sanders gets open on the blitz from uh, Carl Brooks or Sean Gary. But again, Bryce Young just misses him. This is kind of the complaints we've seen from Carolina Panthers fans all year long, missing easy throws, and just not looking like he's poised in the pocket, which will change pretty soon <laughs> as we get further into the game. Uh, third and uh, 10 is a is a throw too, too high to Stefan Sullivan. And then a uh, fourth and 10 field goal from Eddie Pinheiro is good from 52 to make it 7-3. to three. And that, that one big play to Tommy Tremble up the middle is really all that they had going on offense for them, that play. And so it just, I think, goes to show that even though Ben don't break isn't so bad of a of a defense sometimes. If you allow just one of those big bends, you're gonna end up letting up points at some point if the players get or if the other team gets into the uh gets into field goal range, which I think ends up mattering and when it comes down to uh keeping points off the board. I get Joe Barry's gonna get roasted way later in this, so I'm not gonna spend time on it now. Um, first and 10 for the Packers and suing driver from 121. Uh, you guessed it, Aaron Jones. He rips a huge run for 39 yards. Just really great to see him have that burst coming out of his limited use last week. Um, love fires to Bull Melton, who had a good game in the first half. I don't think I really saw him too much in the second half, but Bull Melton. Uh, four catches for 44 yards. I think that was all in the first half, if I'm not mistaken. Um, ties all leading receivers for catches. Uh, this game with Romero Dobbs fed four, along with Tucker Craft fed four. So, Jaden Reed, with with Jaden Reed being out and Danteon Wicks being out in the second half, Bull Melton stepped up in that Jaden Reed role in the first half, particularly not a lot from him in the second half, which has honestly kind of been how he we've seen the the Jaden Reed usage and sort of that gadget player usage all year long. I don't remember a whole lot of games. It's hard to to bring them off top from 15 weeks past, but... It almost seems like they use Jaden Reed as a gadget player a lot in the first half, to then set up other plays where they, where they fake that touch pass, or they fake a different sort of trickery play to go into sort of a more standard offense, offensive play um, down the field. But I think that tracks from what I've noticed. You guys can let me know in the Discord if you think otherwise. GS for that info. Be sure to uh, go join there. Um, let me take a, a quick swig of my unbranded soda pop here one moment. Refreshing. Refreshing. Um, Bo Melton goes on a reverse for seven yards, as we mentioned uh, about him doing so. some of those trick plays in that Jaden Reed role. More Aaron Jones as he gets the run up the middle. Patrick Taylor gets a couple. Um, Jordan Love, they're, they're down near the, uh, near the Carolina goal line now. Tucker Craft Gets a throw to him if it's on target. I think Tucker Craft's able to make a guy miss and get in the end zone, but that's not a not a problem as uh, Tucker Craft picks up the first down, first and goal. Aaron Jones tries to go up the middle, but but doesn't get anything. Aaron Jones up the middle again, only gets one yard, and I believe it was third and goal at about the uh, the one yard line. Jordan Love up the middle for his own touchdown, thirteen to three Packers as Andres Carlson misses the extra point. So thirteen to three, entering. I think that was just after the second quarter had begun. So I think they're on the one yard line, and the the time had run out. So overall, a good start from the Packers. Really, just wanting to see, I guess, more consistency in the in the defensive play to now hopefully keep them out of the end zone as they enter. Uh, as they hope to extend this lead going into halftime in second quarter, but that doesn't happen, unfortunately. The third drive um, from the – my apologies, i got to scroll down to my notes. The third drive for the Panthers begins at the uh, their own 23 after a big Roman Blackshear return gets called back thanks to a hold. Um, Panthers head coach Chris Tabor was none too pleased. He was on, on the broadcast saying, yelling at the, the officiating crew, saying that they were the only ones to call them on that holding this year after that was, I think, the second hold they had. Um on special teams they got called back on a big return. So the uh the D line continues to play well, stopping the run. I, I wish I had a breakdown of how many rushing yards they had per, per quarter because I think that was something I was most most enthused by was just the entire lack of of running success that the Panthers the had this week. Only ninety six yards total from them and their leading rusher was Chuba Hubbard at forty three on sixteen carries. So I guess in general, they just played well against the run, which is encouraging, obviously, given the Packers' history as run defenders. But I think this comes back to what Jordan and I have talked about previously. I think all year long is that they play very well against teams that don't have dynamic runners. Like Chuba Hubbard and Miles Sanders, for their credit, are are good running backs, runner-up running backs, but they don't really hold a candle to guys like Christian McCaffrey or, um, just trying. To, that's probably better just to go through some of the Packers opponents here because I can't think of them off the top of my head right now, but like B. John Robinson and Tyler Algier, I don't think they had Alvin Kamara that game against the Saints, but then Dave Montgomery and Junior Gibbs, Josh Jacobs was out, um, and then just Jalen Warren and uh, Najee Harris is a good example. So I think they just do better against talent, running backs that are of equal talent to, they, to their uh their D line, which is unfortunate because their D line should be a lot better than it is. But I think Joe Barry and Jerry Montgomery haven't done a pretty good job, haven't done a good job at all, actually, of developing those guys into being run stoppers. I think I mentioned, mentioned this on the pod a while ago, but I had, I was curiously trying to see what well, this is, I think in the middle of the, the, the losing streak, trying to see who the next like good run defender was coming out of out of the draft, and I go look, and it's um, Jazier Newton, I believe is his name, out of Illinois. But then I curiously was like, well, how good of a run defender was Devontae Wyatt coming out of college, and he graded out very very well against the run out of college. And so you try and you draft a guy like that, hoping that he stops the run, and he did it in college at, at Georgia, but then he comes to the NFL and isn't able to really hold up as well as he did in college, and I think that wonders as to who's developing them. Are they developing these these D linemen to have their best chance at stopping their run? And I think the answer is is no, unfortunately. And so to get back to the game, um, still really defending against the run well. Um, Preston Smith had a really good game. He's applying more pressure to Bryce Young. Um, And I think this is where Bryce Young really starts to get it going. They had a big throw to uh, DJ Chark for, I think, 15, 20 yards, um, finding, finding the soft spot in the zone. Um, Bryce Young fired over the middle on the next set of downs to Adam Thielen. That's another big gain for a first down. Um, I think the end around, yeah, because Chuba Hubbard set up a big run of 14 yards, and they go end around to Smith-Marset for a touchdown where, Three Packers had a chance to attack him before he got the end zone. He kind of just barrels right in, barrels right in to go 13 10. As the Carolina offense gets their first touchdown in nine quarters or 25 possessions. And uh, there'd be more where that came from. Packers still lead 13 10 in the second quarter, but I think this is where I guess the wheels start to to really come off is just that drive because there wasn't a whole lot of resistance in the past game for, for the Packers on that drive and that, and that is the, the biggest problem, frankly. So ensuing drive from the Packers, uh, Roman Dobbs starts it off with getting a, a dart from Jordan Love over the middle for about 15 yards. Uh, great throw from, from Love better catch from Dobbs as he hangs on getting absolutely rocked. Um, AJ Dillon gets a short gain. Rasheed Walker false start. Not, I think that was like one of the only um, penalties I saw on that side of the ball from that from the offensive line. So that's at least good that they were keeping those um, under wraps. They had a lot of penalties I think on the defense later in the game and a little bit under the pun there. But for all intents and purposes, the uh, the penalties have been somewhat fixed on offense and defense. But they still get a lot of penalties on special teams, which is a still a problem, and we'll see how they address that in the offseason, whether it's keeping uh, Rich Biasaccia or deciding to go elsewhere, because I think if you're going to be the highest-paid coordinator in special teams, or highest special teams coordinator in the league, I should say, yeah, I think you just have to be a better coordinator to be able to clean up those those penalties and be able to coach these guys um, better than that. But halfway through the second quarter, Jordan Levitz, 5-for-5 five five for 73 yards. Um, A few of his incompletions were negated by by penalties, so that is a little misleading, I should should say. But still, pretty good start for him as he um, is trying to lead this offense to put up some points. That's uh, a quick throw to Dontavian Wick's misses, and that's a, a roughing the passer on Carolina. Pretty soft one at that. I think it was more of a forearm to Jordan Love's chest that got them him to fall down and call it, but I really don't think he earned that call. Like I think he's a few years away from being of being pretty good to earn that call, but we'll take it nonetheless. It keeps the drive going. Handoff to uh AJ Dillon for three for three yards. A bad throw, to Tucker Craft on a design screen that would have gotten blown up anyways is kind of the, um, the difference between Jordan Love's like excellent top level play right now versus him just being uh, average nfl quarterback those easy throws that he should just be putting on the numbers of his receivers in like short yardage but either falling short or overthrowing i think we saw a lot of those um today and in previous weeks like in the two losses to the giants and the buccaneers so third down drop um from tucker craft as well as it was a not a bad throw from jordan love but a tough throw nonetheless i think it was either broken up or um to, crack, had to go off his hands and didn't show the replay of uh, from that angle for me, for me to be able to see. But regardless, fourth and seven, Andres Carlson makes a fifty-three yard field goal um, to make it sixteen ten. Right before halftime, they will get the ball back in a moment um, as the the Panthers take their ensuing um, their ensuing drive and don't do a whole lot with it. Um, looks like. Yeah, Tommy Tremble in the flat for ten yards. Jair gets absolutely beat over the middle in man coverage by Smith Morrisette, who just scored a touchdown for eighteen yards. I'm just happy to see man. Like I think at that point, if you get beat in man, you kind of just live with it. Frankly, like I'm, I'm willing to live with big yards in man from Jair if he's he needs to be better to cover this guy because this this player shouldn't be beating Jair in man-to-man coverage. But those things happen. You can't play perfect defense every time. But uh. At least it wasn't soft zone with or soft man or zone in general where they give him ten yards of coverage off the line of scrimmage. So um Miles Sanders then goes up the middle for four yards again, still just stuffing that run game all all game long. Then Bryce Young scrambles, tackled by Keyshawn Nixon, fourth and two. They go for it around the middle of the field, I think about the Green Bay 42-ish, and gets absolutely stuffed by JJ Annick right? Big turn in the game, I guess defensively that way. They get the ball back right before halftime um, and then are able to then get the ball after halftime. So just a, a really good swing of the, I guess, the momentum for the, the Packers defense as they hold them to no points and then um, give their offense a chance to make another big, big play before halftime. So first and 10 from their own 40. Uh, fake end around to Dante Van Wicks is um, not blown up, but there's nothing available. They throw it away. Bo Melton had a, as we mentioned, had a, a good route um, to the sticks and gets 15 yards. I think that's the most encouraging thing that you can imagine from, from Bo Melton as he continues to just get snaps at the NFL level is running routes that, that matter and that make sense. We have talked at length how some of the young receivers, Jaden Reed, on Williams, Wicks, Malik Heath, will be running routes on critical downs, and they won't get to the sticks before they stop their route. Second and 10, Bull Melton runs a curl route to the boat, the boat to the sticks, maybe a yard further, turns around, catches it, and gets 15. Like, that's just a good route, even though it's not a critical down, like third and four or fourth and two or something like that. It's still just a good habit to get into to be running that route the way he did. Um, another run from Aaron Jones for four yards, Tucker like Craft for five yards, more Aaron Jones, Lake Heath gets absolutely lit up on a, a throw in the flat that maybe that Jordan Love should have thrown away. Um, then Aaron Jones drops a pass out of the backfield that is I kind of think we can just attribute to rust. Those things will kind of just happen after you're sitting out for the better part of a month and then played barely last week. Uh, please pause for a a slight drink for me. Jordan Love then fires off his back foot to Bo Melton for a first down. Like, this was, I, you guys know how I feel about drawing comparisons to the number eight quarterback on the uh, the New York Jets, but what a throw from Jordan Love off his back foot, throwing away sidearm almost, right to Bo Melton for a first down on a, on a needed down. Like, that's the kind of playmaking that he learned from Aaron Rodgers, and just really great instincts, intuition to get it there and, Make a play. Like, I'm just very happy with that. Uh, a bull melt, melt and end around only goes for two. Jordan Love throw, overthrows to Samara Toure. And as we approach, I think we're under the two-minute warning now, um, an absolute dart to Dontavian Wicks from Jordan Love, who gets rocked and ends up getting injured on this touchdown. But Dontavian Wicks is really blossoming as this standout number one, my receiver, he comes back to the ball as Jordan Love is scrambling and gets that touchdown and fights to the extra yard to get into the end zone. Like those are just the kind of like plays you need to see from your number one guys. And I think next year when healthy, Dontavion Wicks most likely will just be that number one, my receiver, because with how well he's powered through injuries and he's been fighting an ankle sprain, and just how well he runs routes and grabs contested balls, he has got the, the it factor. I'm really excited to watch him blossom at that position, along with the likes of Jaden Reed and Christian Watson, should he be healthy soon. Even the tight ends between Tucker Happens and Luke Musgrave, too, like, it's just, they've got uh, a lot of good, a lot of good stuff improving on that side of the ball, especially with how Jordan Love has played in the second half of the season after that, uh, that lost to the Steelers. I got to pull up a a tweet here from Zach Cruz who kind of had my, uh, my, I thought I had it from Zach Cruz. Maybe I, I just missed it, but it was something along the lines of the Packers have something brewing on offense. And that's really that. Like that, you can all, all you can ask for from where you were at the beginning of the season because he really like this. This team has just looked so well on offense, and knowing that this might have been like a half rebuild year, it's not a bad thing to see these guys showing out and playing and just showing good development. Even if they end up missing the playoffs, which I don't think is I'm not gonna say likely because I don't know the exact odds of the moment. The Falcons won today, but the Seahawks lost, and I believe the other the Vikings lost as well. So, we'll just see how it goes, but I think as a fan, you should be encouraged the way that this offense looks, and with another training camp to go with the with ones, and just having the offense, a better understanding of the offense, hopefully Jordan Love can make the easier throws that I had touched on earlier be more average, rather than being so back and forth of, okay, he put it on the money on that throw, but then he short threw or overthrew a, a one, two plays later, so... Because he has the surprise factor of being able to just make plays when there's nothing there. And so, if he can do that, then he should be able to hit those easier throws more consistently with more playing time. As he is still, if I'm not mistaken, under one full season of starts for his under his belt. So, we'll see how it goes for him next year. But that's a conversation for next year. Um, ensuing kickoff to the Carolina Panthers. They end up um, not doing a whole lot first and ten from their own twenty-three. Eric Stokes had was great in coverage against Adam Thielen on this play. Um, Was a bad throw by by uh, by Bryce Young. Pocket collapses around Bryce Young. Throw to Sullivan. Jonathan Owens is there to cover to cover it. Third and ten still. Preston Smith steps up uh, on a late throw to Sullivan and pressures him for an incomplete pass, or for I'm sorry for a completed pass, but um, but it makes it third and nine. Um, and then a punting again um, with the two-minute warning, or start with the quarter almost coming to an end. Packers don't do anything with it. Uh, they go about 20 yards to get to about the 45-yard line, their own 45-yard line. Hit, Hail Mary falls incomplete, about five yards short of the end zone. Half ends. So the half ends 23 to 10. The Packers are up. You're thinking that. Packers have this right. This game right where they want it. They get the ball um, in the second half, and to hopefully put up another score, can they keep the gas pedal on? Can they keep the pedal, their foot on the gas to really make this game a runaway and kind of close to an easy win. That would uh, that would not be the case.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need
1: Indeed. So, with the start of the second half, like I said, the Packers get the ball to start it. We get the news that Dontavian Wicks was in the x-ray room. He ended up coming back onto the field and trying to give it a go on the exercise bike. And uh, team doctor said, nope, go back to the room. And so hopefully he's okay for next week and just for the rest of the season. But between his ankle sprain and now a chest injury, I can't imagine he's in the most healthy of spirits. So we'll see how that how that goes for the next couple of weeks. Um, again, shout out Brock of the Discord. This couldn't feel more like 2008 for the Packers. Just a, a new... New quarterback, defense that can't do anything, and just a whole bunch of injuries around them. So Around Jordan Love, I should say. So hopefully all of this development is good for them and they can really come out and attack um, next year. Fully healthy would be would be ideal. Um, this is where, I guess, I think the offense really starts to sputter. As if you can take context, we we'll just 23-10 to, to start the second half, and the Packers end up scoring 33 total. After scoring 23 in the first half, they only scored 10 in the second half. And so this is where um, I'm going to begin to be a little more critical of both Matt Lafleur's play calling and I guess Adam Sendeck's input, as well as Joe Barry's defense, because the you talk about till two halves they the, uh, the Panthers score score twenty in the second in the second half, and the Packers score ten. Like I think that is a pretty stark, a pretty stark realization when you realize the caliber of this Carolina Panthers team. Who was only two and twelve coming into the end of the year and had one of the worst looking offenses. Um, I'll have a Zach Cruz tweet about that a little bit later, but Packers go three and out after a pitch to Aaron Jones up, off the left side, goes for five. Um, a blitz up the middle from Frankie Lulu gets home like and just ran right through the gap. He couldn't have had a more open uh gap to run through to sack Jordan Love. And I think that's more of a, a Joe Barry I guess, I want to say discipline, like being able to tell these guys to lock in when they need to, because, I'm sorry, not Joe Barry, Matt LaFleur, and a communication difference, because Jeez louise, I don't think I've seen a uh, a hole that big for a guy to run through this year from the Packers offensive line in a very long time. And maybe, I guess I'll take it back, it's not a Matt LaFleur thing, it might be a Jordan Love thing, it might be a Josh Myers or Elton Jenkins thing, but, or whoever was the running back blocking on that play, but at some point there was a failure in the in the offense um to not pick up that guy rushing right up the middle. So third and eighteen, uh, love misses Aaron Jones of the flat. That was not even close to the yards anyway. So a three and out to start the half when you really would have loved to see the Packers go up thirty to ten there and just put this game out of reach sooner rather than later. But as we'll see, this game really came down to the Packers letting uh, Bryce Young Company get hot and really get into this game and tie it at thirty later on. But um another um punt to I'm sorry, yeah, punt to the Panthers start their own twenty-seven. Um two yards from Chubba Hubbard. Adam Thielen gets a gets a catch and it's a good tackle by Eric Stokes. And then Chuba Hubbard gets a gets a first down. Jonathan Mingo goes for nine yards. Hubbard goes for four three. Like they're just marching down the field at this point. First and 10 from the Green Bay, 47. Drew Hubbard gets three. Um, Bryce Young throws a complete. And then Stefan Sullivan gets a, a crossing around for six yards, and Jonathan Owens has a really good tackle. Um, I think Jonathan Owens had a had a decent game. I think there was a little bit of drama later with him in, in the pile. I don't know if that was Anthony Johnson Jr., my apologies. But uh, 4-1 goes to, was more like 4th inches, QB stick from Bryce Young, just really easy. Another defensive um, screw up, just nobody in the gap that would necessitate having a guy go over the uh, a guy go over the a gap between a linebacker like Corey Walker or just having the D line shift to cover that a gap and he just dives forward. No, uh, no problem there. A fumbled snap on the ensuing play um, doesn't follow the Packers way. They end up getting a yard after that, which is I think I'm not gonna say. An indication of how this half went, but I think it really was. They didn't really get a whole lot of breaks their way. Um Jair Alexander gets beaten coverage by Stefan Sullivan, but breaks it up as he the fall the the pass fell short right into his back. Unfortunately, Isaiah McDuffie gets called for roughing the passer penalty for driving Bryce Young into the ground. Um that was could have been the second time they'd been called for um, roughing the passer on that that drive as they picked up the flag for, I think, a Preston Smith, what would have been hit after on Bryce Young. I think they the broadcast argued that that could have been driving him into the ground, but they didn't call that. They picked it up, but they do get Isaiah McDuffie on that. So rather than making it 3rd and 9 uh, from the roommate Bay 36, it's now 1st and 10 from the 20. Bryce Young scrambles for 9 yards. He did a lot of scrambling today. Bryce Young ends up having uh, 17 yards. Uh, rushing, which is, I guess, pretty good for, for all intents and purposes when you think about the guys that have run all over the Packers from the quarterback position this year. Um, Chuba Hubbard gets five yards. I think this is where the offense really starts rolling. First and goal from the five. Chuba Hubbard cuts back up the middle. Uh, Jonathan Owens, really good tackle to stop a surefire TD. But then next play, Chuba Hubbard up the middle, untouched for a touchdown. Eddie Pinheiro, this is an extra point, which is kind of the theme of the day for um, for kickers. Twenty-three to sixteen Packers to keep it a seven-point game. So this is where I think we're going to have some some issues on the uh, on the uh, the defensive side because that was the the beginning of the end, I should say. Um, Packers start at their own thirty-five. Romo Dobbs makes a huge catch. Um, to the Carolina, 35 after a, catch, a good catch and run, fumbles and then Josiah DeGuire recovers the ball. Like that could have been, I don't want to say catastrophic. Just knowing that the game was still, I'm not gonna say out of hand, but they were still leading at the point at this point, and they end up would end up being tied later. But really good play from DeGuire just to get on that ball and, and be in the area instead of giving up on the play because it didn't go to him. So. Romo Dobbs had a good day. He had a couple of almost mistakes though that could have been that could have been quite bad between this play fumbling, trying to get more yards. He has to have two hands on the ball in traffic. I think most of this these young guys need to learn that. We've seen a lot of those those fumbles at the ends of plays while uh, I guess throughout the season, I think Doctavion Wicks had one early in the year, so Millie really Keith. Um I don't think Aaron Jones have one, but then Romero Dobbs and a couple other players too just need to learn to put two ends on the ball when they're starting to get tackled just to hang on that ball because everybody's going for the peanut Tillman punch nowadays just to try and get lucky and get the ball out. I think that's something every player's coached on defense for the last twenty years for sure. So but ends up not being a problem. First and ten from the thirty four. Major Dillon off the right side gets two. Aaron Jones burst through the line for ten yards. I think this was the first time we saw Aaron Jones um, since the second quarter, which is encouraging. I don't know why they do the, the thing where they give the ball to Aaron Jones a whole lot in the first quarter and then don't for a quarter, and then they come back and do it again for a quarter. Like, I think it's fine if the offense is, is running well and they're having a decent uh, game throwing the ball. But at some point, as I mentioned earlier, if your run's going to set up your pass, you have to continue to run the ball if you're going to have success in that passing game. And so they get back to, to that on this drive. And like I said, Aaron Jones going through for 10 yards. Um, Aaron Jones goes off the end for, for four more yards, uh, three wide receiver set on the right. Uh, a little bit of, of I'm not gonna say trickery, but in a, what you think, a, a passing down third and two, Aaron Jones draw right up the middle, uh, to get first and goal for the Packers. And that ends up, uh, Going first and goal, AJ Dillon run for for yard. AJ Dillon run for two yards, and then a Romeo Dobbs catch in the flat for a touchdown. Really good throw from Jordan Love. It's a tough throw that he had in the flat to get him um, at that angle, but just a good job from where Dobbs catching the ball, getting his feet in, getting the ball across the the goal line. Thirty to sixteen Packers, and it's a. Uh, Got shades of the Falcons game is how I'm going to preface this next part, because if you remember the Falcons game, they were up big going into the fourth quarter, and then the offensive play calling sputtered out, and then the defense playing prevent defense is trying not to give up big plays, ends up letting team just march down the field the entire the entire time. And that's really the exact same thing that happens here as uh, the Panthers get their, get their next drive. Give me a moment to scroll. I apologize. um, But starts off first and 10 from their own 20. 17-yard catch from Adam Thielen as Bryce Young scrambled outside. Um, the broadcast said it was tipped. It wasn't. Just made a great one-handed catch. Um, tight end Stephon Sullivan gets another six yards on an easy catch. Rashawn Gary stuffs a Miles Sanders rush, which, again, I'm just happy the way that they stopped the rushing game today. But... um. Puts is on as Bryce Young throws to DJ Chark um, out of bounds, and Eric Stokes in coverage. Just I think a poor throw from um, from Bryce Young, but also just good coverage from Eric Stokes to lead him out of bounds, and not have a chance to catch it inbounds. End up going three down in this, so that's a, a good stop from the defense, and maybe not a totally Falcons game yet, but we're getting there. I promise. <laughs> um, Packers. Back on offense, they go three and out. Um, after Love misses Romero Dobbs on a bootleg, um, an AJ Dillon run for one yard, and then an incomplete pass to Bull Melton for um, for nothing to go three and out. I don't really understand the that play, that set of play calls. Like I think it's just fine getting, um, like if you want to go pass on first down in the fourth quarter, that's just fine as you're up by fourteen. I think that's fine, but then. I think you still have to then pass on the second play if you're not going to get anything on the first. Because it just wasn't wasn't really a good drive there. I think this is the beginning of the offense not look, not looking the best. So they punt. Panthers come back as uh, they start from their own 40. Keisha Nixon makes a great tackle in the hole on Chuba Hubbard for no gain. Um, Adam Thielen gets wide open in the... Um, It's wide open, just uh, as Bryce Young steps up and throws to him. Goes for uh, 20, 15 yards, 16 yards about. Um, Tommy Tremble gets a first down a big play, first and 10 again. Um, And then an end around for a big gain. Preston Smith, um, I think this might have been the play, this end around play was where it got a little chippy and there was a personal fall in Carolina that put them back 15 yards. So it was a first and 10. I think, back at their own 40 again. But then Preston Smith has a huge sack, second and 17. Miles Sanders catches a uh, catches a, a ball in the flat for five yards. And then Bryce Young just throws an absolute dart to DJ Chark over the middle, but then fumbles, but then the Panthers uh, get back on top of it. Devonte White gets flagged for a personal follow jumping on the pile. Like I said, tough day for him. Um, I guess focus-wise, just needs to know not to to do that. This comes after I guess heightened emotions after that little dust up they had on the sideline, but you still can't do that. They gave him a free fifteen yards. First and ten from the Green Bay eleven. DJ Chark Chark touched on an absolute dart. Like just a really great throw from Bryce Young over the middle. Um Eddie Panero his extra point again, thirty to twenty two Packers. So at least you're on you're in the point where the best that they can do that the Panthers can do is just tie it. So if you like a little foreshadowing, um, but here's Joe Barry's offense, again, playing quite soft and letting Adam Thielen, I talked about this in the preview of the pod of this game, that if you're going to allow a veteran receiver like Adam Thielen, just Andy DeChark for that matter, find soft spots in zone, you're just going to end up getting beat like this all day long, and that's exactly what happened in the second quarter, in the second half. So my, my apologies. So, honestly, it's it's fine, but it's just frustrating to watch week in and week out of watching veteran receivers go through, find soft spots in the zone, sit, and then get touchdowns or big gains out of that um, out of that in the first place. So Packers ensuing drive doesn't get much better. First and 10 from their own 25. Aaron Jones gets six up the middle. Um, the play call for a design screen to Patrick Taylor gets dumped off for a loss. It um, was well, second and four. It gets third and five. And then Jordan Love throws the to Melton, Another three and out. Like, I think at some point, you just have to take more shots downfield when you're up like this. And maybe you can argue that Matt LaFleur didn't want to take shots downfield because they're out Dante Van Wicks. They were out Jaden Reed. They're out Luke Musgrave. They're out um, Christian Watson. Like, they just don't have down the field threats. But I think at some point you just got to trust the guys you have on the field, right? You try and trust Malik Keith, You try and trust Bo Melton, who had a good um, early game. You try and trust Tucker Craft to get something open over the middle. And they just weren't. It was a bunch of really just dink and dunk um, offense for a lot of the second half. And I think that's where it was most frustrating, just watching this happen and understanding that this was the Falcons game over again. They weren't playing to win the game. They're playing to run time off the clock as it is the fourth quarter. They have a lead against a team they should beat. And they're honestly a few missed extra points away from going one and three against the bad NFC South, having their only win come as a 17 point deficit overtime, or not overtime, but end of the game win over the Saints, which they benefited from a missed field goal there, too. So a lot of that stuff is like excusable, understanding that it was just a a half rebuild year for the Packers, but they should be winning games that they're having the ability to win games with. And I think they are doing better from that point and they are winning, finding ways to win games when they should be winning games more handily, but they do find ways to win. But you just like to see your offense play a little better against a two and 12 defense who uh, was letting up a whole lot of points all year long. So again, ensuing drive from the Panthers I'm telling you, it ain't, it ain't gonna be a uh, a, t- a tough one. First and ten from their own thirty. Some more pressure from the D line. I think they they ha- they had pressure a lot today. They just didn't get home as often as we would have liked to see them get home, right? Like this is a a Carolina Panthers offensive line that has led up the most sacks in the in the season to to Bryce Young, and he was mostly untouched today. I think he'll be better once he learns to get his accuracy down a little bit. If he can make throws in a clean pocket, like he was unable to today. Um, but he throws it away. Bryce Young does young Bryce Young was pressured by Kenny Clark, but he gets it away to Chuba Hubbard, who goes for eight yards. Um, another DJ Chark uh, catch for fifteen yards. DJ Chark had a really good day. Um, six catches, ninety-eight yards, and two touchdowns. Adam Thielen had six catches for ninety-four yards and a touchdown. Or I'm sorry, without a touchdown. Tommy Tremble had four catches for fifty-nine yards. Like, just a pretty good day for guys that shouldn't be having pretty good days. I think is my biggest gripe. And so, uh, next play or I'm sorry on that play, Anthony Johnson Jr. gets penalized for a helmet to helmet hit. Tough day for him. Um, Adam Thielen this is first and ten from the Green Bay twenty-seven. Adam Thielen wide open with an open for seventeen yards, first and goal from the ten. Uh, DJ Chark uh, catching the end zone. A beautiful throw towards the uh, the end the sideline of the end zone, and Bryce Young sneaks it in there. So a couple of really good throws from Bryce Young, who we, I guess the Packers defense just kind of allowed him to get into rhythm this game. I talked about this way, way long ago, um, back in June during the Bucks, uh postseason run against game two, when they let Duncan Robinson get hot and kind of like, I was like, letting Duncan Robinson get hot at the end of game two is going to be bad for them, and sure sure if it was, and he's played great ever since, and we talked about in the preview pod, maybe this game is the game that allows Bryce Young to get into a rhythm and look at his successes he has this game and build off of that success to have a good rest of rest of the year and build upon that next year because he looked really good in the second half. He finishes the day 23 of 35, 312 yards and two touchdowns. Like That's a really good day for a quarterback that hasn't been able to do a whole lot. Um, a tweet from Zach Cruz, and this is the only the third time all season the Packers have scored three offensive touchdowns in the game. And I don't think it's any coincidence that it comes against Joe Barry's defense playing prevent, trying not to let up big plays when what, all that he's doing is just allowing the, the Panthers to march right down the field and score anyways. So two-point conversion right on the left side gets them their two points. It is 30 to 30-30 with uh, not too much left in the game. And go check and see what the uh, time left is in the game. Buck forty-two left in the game, it looks like. Or no, maybe not. I apologize. Four oh five left in the fourth. So the Packers end up going nine plays, sixty-one yards on their next drive to kick and kicking the field goal, which is which is good. Like they end up putting it together on offense. But if I'm not mistaken. It was because of the. Uh, I'm trying to see no no penalties, but Aaron Jones handoff. This is the end of the game. The drive that pretty much ends the game. For the Packers. Aaron Jones up the middle for three yards. Another Aaron Jones uh up the middle run for three yards. And then the play that we I think defines Roman Dobbs's career. Big play down the sideline. Roman Dobbs catches it and then catches it again for a, a pretty big gain. About thirty yards, but it is reviewed by the Panthers as it's barely outside the two-minute warning. And this has been our gripe. A lot of double catching from Romero Dobbs. It ends up staying as a catch despite the ball hitting the ground. I think my understanding of why it was called the catch is that he, he caught it, and then he double caught it, but before he hit the ground, he caught it and maintained possession. Hits the ground, balls in his chest, back hits, inbounds, rolls over, and then the ball hits the ground. Like, I think he caught it and was down before the ball actually hits the ground on the rollover. So you can say all you want about the process of the catch and how no one knows what a catch in the NFL is anymore. I know I certainly don't, but I guess that's just my reasoning, but that third down and that third down catch from Murray Dobbs, um, I guess saves the game for the Packers as they go first and 10 from, uh, the Carolina 33, nothing from Aaron Jones, really good catch from Tucker craft in traffic. Um, He ends up, I think, getting maybe roughed up on that. He came away holding his arm, I believe. But that was a really good throw from um, Jordan Love, too, in a window that was barely barely open. I think Frankie Lulu was able to be there to break it up, but isn't able to. And more yards after the catch from Tucker Craft. First and 10 from the Carolina 12. A run. um, This is where, I guess, I had issue with the play calling instead of trying to score a touchdown, the Panthers are out of timeout, so they're just playing to get the field goal. Aaron Jones runs uh, for a loss, Patrick Taylor runs for a loss, and then Patrick Taylor runs for a loss again. And I just don't think that's the right way to do it. But maybe I'm wrong and guess how the game ended up anyways with the time running out. But I think that's where you get in trouble of trying to play for um trying to play to win the game rather than trying to play for, for points. Sure, uh, an easy field goal like that is you should should be easy for your your kicker thirty two yards. But I think you should just be trying to score seven there and make a team go all the way down the field under a minute to go to at least tie it. You know, like I think it's easier to when you're already down there, you're at the the sixteen yard line. I'm sorry, the thirteen yard line. Why not try and take a shot or two in the end zone, knowing you can still get a first down and you have timeouts left, and so. Uh, ultimately, Anders Carlson kicks a 33-yard field goal, a 32-yard field goal to make it 33-30. to Uh man, the clock really bailed out the Packers here. Fourth and the, or I'm sorry, 19 seconds to go. Bryce Young hits a deep pass to DJ Chark for 22 yards. He gets out of bounds doing it, and then um, I think this is your rookie mistake, playing, or I guess, this Bryce Young playing as a rookie. First and ten from their own 47. Clock's not running. Bryce Young passes it deep to Adam Thielen, who's again wide open for 22 yards over the middle, isn't able to get there and get set in time as he spikes the ball with zero seconds left. They, they were in field goal range. If he gets up there one second earlier, the Eddie Pinheiro has a chance to tie this game at 33. But that's where the prevent defense really bites you. It's just not good. You just can't be doing that. And allowing um, an allowing offense like that to just go down the field in 20 seconds, it just you just can't do it. I think that's where I have my problem with the zone rather than just playing man and being able to have cornerbacks that can play man against these kind of receivers. So Packers end up winning 33-30 to 30 in a game where I think a lot of fans were frustrated with the defense throughout the entire second half. It just wasn't a good showing from a team that you were hoping to have a dominating game against. I know Jordan and I have predicted pretty big losses or pretty big wins, I should say, for the Packers, winning by 20 points, 17 points, or something like that, and ends up being a nail-biter to a 2-13 and team now at the end of the game. And so a win's a win's a win, but I think this, someone had said in the Discord, this is, like, the best-case scenario for a win. Joe Barry looks like crap again, but they still get the win, they're still in the playoff hunt as they sit at 7-8. and eight. Um... They go into Minnesota next week and need to win that game. They need a little help from their friends um, across the NFC. They need, I think, a Falcons loss as well. But all in all, a 33-30 win for the Packers seals it. Another good game from Jordan Love, um, frankly, 17-28, 219, down a lot of his best receivers. So say what you will, but they found a way to win, and... I guess good because if they had lost the Carolina Panthers doing had to do the solo pot. I've been quite upset. <laughs> so, all right, folks, I just talked for fifty minutes all by myself. My throat is is parched. I got to take another little sip before we do an outro. And that's that. So, thank you all for listening. Merry Christmas to you um, and all of yours. Packers gifted you a win, I suppose. You can follow me at known on Twitter. You can follow the pod at PackersGSBN on Twitter. Um, Go check out all the feeds. Check out the Bucks feed. I'm sure they'll have something this week after they play the New York Knicks on Christmas Day as well. But, again, thank you for listening and making us a part of your your busy holiday schedule for listening to this on your way to certain uh, family get-togethers or just hanging out, basking in another win. So, like I said, thank you so much for listening. I can't thank Jordan because he's not here. But we'll be back later this week for the Vikings preview. So, again, thank you all for checking us out. Bye-bye.